great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Yes, great day, amazing humans, and welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. Our guest today is an award-winning television producer and founder of McEwen Media. With 15 years of experience in helping individuals exude confidence on camera, she's a masterful storyteller, bridging the gap between lifestyle TV and various facets of life on screen. Through her mentoring and coaching practices, she empowers clients to unlock their star potential and seize unforeseen media opportunities. Her journey began with a serendipitous realization that transformed her freelance work at CBC into a thriving business. We are thrilled to delve into her inspiring story and gain insights from her remarkable career trajectory. Get ready for an engaging and enlightening conversation. And I trust that you're as excited as I am to learn more about our guests. So please join me in a big, gigantic, massive podcast welcome for Tara McEwen. Yay! Yeah, the studio audience applause is running through my right. mind now. <laughs> and this is good because I've always envisioned that my podcast would be live. Like that is like my ultimate goal. Yeah. So maybe one day it will be yeah. a television show. So this might be like... Like, this is, like, maybe the episode that I start to sell it with. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the biggest high I think you can feel is hearing yourself being introduced on a podcast. Like, that's kind of, like, all the best words, all my best accomplishments. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a really amazing person. This yes, you awesome. are. We could take a minute and settle into that. I love it. And so it goes, it gets up from here because now we get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. So um, as uh, as this is an empowering uh conversation let's start with what your most empowered thought you had today so far was oh, the most empowered thought I had today uh, I started sharing it before the podcast so I had a, a bit of a panicky moment a lot of what I work with with my clients is silencing that inner critic like we are the worst people at getting on our own way and I just had this moment of well I don't know what she's going to ask and I can't remember what we're going to talk about and how do I prepare how do I prepare and I always talk, like I just step out of myself and say Tara follow your own advice mm-hmm. You tell your clients all the time, just trust Mm. whatever comes out, whatever you say in that moment is exactly what is meant to be said in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, there was a client that I worked with. She, she was sharing that she used to get really, really nervous and really down on herself. She would spend weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, preparing her content and going through her notes. And then she would always feel down on herself because she forgot something. She Mm -hmm. forgot to mention a brand. She forgot to mention a product. She forgot to mention a talking point. But she did a, a project recently. She's a, an expert on CityLine, and they just did their mega makeovers. And she was so busy with the actual production and the makeovers that she didn't actually prepare her notes until the night before. So she had about two hours set aside to figure out what she wanted to say. And she said, the amazing thing is like, this is the first time where after the taping, I haven't had that inner critic. I mm. haven't felt like I needed to do something differently. She's like, everything just came the way, the way it was supposed to come. And I said, yeah, because you know, the, 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 the work leading up to it was a blessing in disguise. 
you didn't have those weeks leading up to it to obsess and go over and over and over again what you wanted to say. You just, you had no choice but to trust yourself in the moment that what I meant to say is exactly what's going to come out. I love it. So it's it's something that, that that I preach, but it's 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 I can also speak from experience. Yeah. It's hard to practice. It's I mean, that little voice. It's not always screaming. It's not always negative. It's not always obvious. Sometimes it's that that sometimes it's very practical. Like, oh, Terry, you should actually prepare for this. You should check with Inkechi and see what she's going to ask you. You should do all this stuff. But like, should, just, and but are my big triggers. I know that that is when that little voice is like, oh no, we're going to keep ourselves small. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to sabotage you a little bit, but make it sound like it's helpful advice. So that's my big empowering moment that led to today. Well, if it helps, then you're already doing an amazing job. <laughs> and you know, I always say in the face of uncertainty, the only thing, the one thing that you can get certain about is who is you, right? Like, so yeah. start to ask yourself, okay, what's my name? Okay, it's in KG. Mm-hmm. What's my age? Like, you, there's a lot of things about yourself that you are so certain about. And I think the biggest thing that we can lock into from an uncertainty perspective for to get to certainty is just trusting that mm-hmm. everything that we have inside of us is actually all that we need to get through the next moment. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so getting into the main questions, um, right out of the gate, we want to know, like, how has stepping into the spotlight really changed how you see yourself? I mean... Even oh. just the comment that you just gave to us, and I read the bio, and I'm like, I don't like, I like, I wouldn't compute, but obviously we yeah. are, we are ourselves, right? So, yeah. So, how's that? It's been a really fascinating journey, and it really started. I mean, my background is being in television, very behind the scenes. I mean, the producers, we're like the Cyrano de Bergerac. We're standing in the background, whispering the words that that people who are on stage should be saying. We're the ones guiding them and how to say things and how to present things in a specific way. But it's by design, it's a job where you are in the background. You know, no one's really supposed to know the work that you're doing. The work that I do is supposed to be invisible. That like high production value, you don't see the cameras, you don't see the wires, you don't see all the magic happening behind the scenes. So for decades, that was my existence. I'm not meant to be seen. It's my purpose to have others be seen saying my words, <laughs> using my words, using my best words, but they're in service to them. And it's really been in the last year or so with working with, with you and media where I, I realized if this business is going to succeed and sustain and hit the level that I want it to be at, I have to step out of the shadows. I can't, that's that's no longer my role. I actually have to step out and say, no, I am a and media. This is what I do for a living. And it's just been this interesting back and forth that the more I step out into this space, the more understanding I have of what my clients are going through mm-hmm. and how I'm coaching them and guiding them. I just have that that in, that intuition and that instinct of it's it's actually it's not easy. It's not normal. It's not a natural way of communicating. You do have to learn it. But here are some of the things that have worked for me. And I think because in the last year I've been stepping out, you know, it started out really small, just just showing up on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, my the, the the feed for even the, my personal feed it's never been pictures of me it's you know pictures of my food pictures of a race that I've run or pictures of my dog and then when it was the business I would take screen grabs of the segments of my clients and just write you know a caption of what the segment was about but I wasn't physically on my own feed and it was really uh, I think it was you know uh, the summer of last year where I started thinking no I actually have to step out I have to just hit record and start showing people who I am mm-hmm. because 
they need to know who they're yeah. working with. Mm -hmm. It's not enough for them to have the desire and, and see the results that I'm getting for other people. They have to trust the person that's getting them to this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was, <laughs> that was really terrifying because I mean, it's just, there's, there's so many things that came up in that moment. It's, it's, it's a perfectionism. It's the people pleasing. There's also the added pressure that because I have this TV background, that everything I say and do has to look technically perfect. I mean, I've got my professional lav mic on. I bought all the good lighting. I did my DIY soundproofing for this interview. I've done all the That's things. why it looks so good and sounds so great. I'm like, I need you on every episode. <laughs> But it was just, it was, it was almost an instantaneous, like I knew that this was, was, was what I needed to do. And I closed the knowing doing gap. I did the doing, but all of these limiting beliefs and the uh, just came up to the surface and just one by one. And so every time I, I step onto a bigger stage, I know that there's a whole new crop. There's a whole new jar that needs to be emptied and, and let go. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, alongside, you know, the part of the journey of stepping out and claiming my spotlight is, you know, becoming a certified coach, developing those those skills that I use with other people, but using them on myself mm -hmm. again and again and again, and just being aware that when I, when I hit this terror barrier, when this, when this worry and doubt comes in, it's not actually something that I should use to let this opportunity pass by. It's something that I need to sit with, feel the feeling, mm -hmm. feel the anxiety, feel the, I call it, I call it feel deal and heal. So you feel the feeling, then you sit down. What am I meant to learn from this? What is this feeling trying to show me? And is this something that I, that I st should hold on to in some capacity or do I need to let it go? And then you move on and move into the next level. But it's just, it's, it's, and it's also, it's not a one and done. It's, it's a process they have to do again and again and again. So the last year, you know, I started off with showing up on Instagram and then uh, with the coaching program that I am, that I'm in with Hina Khan, uh, Gabby Mamone, who, you know, very well had a public speaking course, which is a similar vein, you know, where we, we learned how to craft our signature speech, but there was also a lot of the coaching that was happening behind the scenes. So learning the tools, just getting really, really comfortable with being in that space and just, you know, every week sharing more and more, taking more of the spotlight. It's just been a real guiding journey but still one that's just been so rich with self-discovery and mm. and enrichment and I love it's just that. it's never ending like it's 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 not it's not you know one thing and then happens and then the other thing happens it's as a spotlight as i step into a bigger spotlight i grow, you grow and right. then find another spotlight and then grow and then another spotlight and grow until ultimately world domination of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so as you're listening, as you're saying that, it's so it's so interesting because um, even people like even more recently, um, I got uh, some feedback that I should share more of who I am and my brand like mm -hmm. online. Right. And I've always kind of hid behind like, ah, oh, well, you know, I don't have time or, you know, if I think about all the different facets of my life, oh, gosh, I'm at the gym. I'm supposed to like take out my selfie, like my my. Like I'm here to work out and all this, like all these excuses I make for myself. Yes. Anyway, so I've done what you, I think you're talking about is I stepped out a bit. It is work. I'm hoping mm -hmm. it gets easier yeah. <laughs> or I hire somebody, but I do recognize how enriching it is for others. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, okay, this, the, the, there's fear in stepping out, mm -hmm. but the reward is massive, especially if I'm doing it from, if I, because I know that my heart is always in the right place, which is to empower and to help um, mm -hmm. humans everywhere around the world. My number is 1 billion to think in ways that are empowering. So if everything I'm doing mm -hmm. is guided from that, 
then then it's actually um, selfish for me to not step out and share something. So mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because you covered, like I was going to ask you like what fears come up for you. So you did talk mm-hmm. about some of this, but we'd love to share more about like how you personally, even now, like as maybe you're in the, as you're talking about, you grow and you grow and grow. Do mm-hmm. the methods in terms of how you work through it adjust as well? Like how do those adjust as you grow and grow and grow? Hmm. It, it depends on, it depends on the opportunity. It depends on the fear. Cause it's mm-hmm. also, it's not the same fear that happens every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one that I'm currently working through that comes up quite a bit. And it's, it's kind of, a, it's an ironic fear. I mean, I built a business where I help people access bigger stages. You know, I pitch them to media constantly, but pitching myself <laughs> to <laughs> podcasts or TV shows or anything like that. There's a big block that happens there. Uh, and the, the biggest part of it is, it's this idea that there's like a finite number of spots mm-hmm. and if I, or finite number of spotlights, I should say, and if I choose a spotlight for myself, I'm denying that for a client. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it goes back to that. I'm a producer. I'm behind the scenes. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be the one that's mm-hmm. being seen. I should be using my skills mm-hmm. to lift everyone up. Um, and working with a coach recently, you know, I love how you talked about how it, it's selfish for you to keep it inside. He's like, yeah, it's selfish for you to keep your experience inside. He's mm-hmm. like, people are inspired when you talk about overcoming these fears, they're inspired by show by watching you go through this journey and just get become more comfortable with yourself. And he's like, it's really, you're, you're not, you're not being selfish by claiming that spotlight. You're actually able to help more people mm-hmm. because they're now inspired by your story. But I think because that that's still a new idea, that's still a new thought, mm-hmm. and it's fighting against decades of Terry, you're the producer, yeah, you're yeah. behind the scenes. I mean, even towards the end of working on the Marilyn Dennis show, being in management, couldn't even claim the work that I was doing. It's not me, it's the team. Like just this, like, you know, being a woman, all this stuff, the way we're just conditioned to downplay our accomplishments. So knowing that I'm letting go of these old ideas that I am meant to be behind the scenes. That has to work alongside replacing Mm -hmm. with this new idea that taking up space is being of service to people. And that's what I remind myself too. I mean, there are a lot of media coaches out there who, you know, have a simple formula and here's how you use your hands and um counts. And they, 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 they make it sound easy. I'm here saying it's not easy. <laughs> like I can teach you a formula, but actually doing it, actually working through the, the, the negative script, the inner talk that's going through your head that, you know, it's sometimes, sometimes it's mean, sometimes it's, it's nice and helpful, but understanding that this is what's keeping you in your, in your place. You can negotiate with this voice. You can yeah. negotiate with this fear I'm the one sharing the experience that I have with claiming bigger stages yeah. and saying yeah it's it, it's possible it's not easy but it's, it's possible, possible and it's accessible to you and yes. I think that's a much better message I love that and I love I it's so funny because we often say take up space take up space mm-hmm. you added something else taking up space is of being in service to people I love that Ooh. yeah and the idea too that there's infinite space, space. like you know in the coaching call I was like I I but yeah I know this there it's infinite space it's infinite spotlights it just you keeps going and going and going but the idea that there, are of course you know in tv you have yeah like this podcast is an hour long like there are there are certain constraints but knowing that just energetically there are infinite possibilities yes. there are infinite ways to share your yeah. story i love yeah. that so how can people like with the work that you're doing start to feel more confident on screens in various aspects of life right like because for you mm. it's screen for somebody else it could be a boardroom um, for somebody else, it could be like, uh, like, um, 
they work in a grocery store, you know, but different aspects of life and leveraging your experience and helping individuals. Um, how could they look and sound their best in, let's just say in front of the camera is like in, in your space. Mm-hmm. I think what I want to, what I want to, what I want to unpack a little bit is this idea of looking and sounding your best. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's your best. It's how you want to show up, how you want to look and the message you want to create. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the insecurity comes from what we think others are saying is about us. Best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's actually, there's a, a, an experiment that, I, that I'm workshopping and I'm going to, I'm going to be road testing it in the fall. It's this, I, it's, it's, it's based on, so I've learned it from someone else and he talked about this is how people get over their stage fright. You have someone stand around a a circle of people and they just stand there without saying anything for a minute. Mm -hmm. And they just learn to get, you know, comfortable with the discomfort of having people watch you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, getting comfortable with the discomfort, I think is a good way of of taking up more space and just going through that journey of, yeah, it's the first time you do it. It's terrible. (laughs) The first time you do anything, the beginner's mindset is yes, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's full of growth. It also feels terrible when you're doing something for the first time. You're not good at it. It doesn't feel comfortable. But just normalizing that the first time you you step into a spotlight, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Um, but with this exercise, the way that I want to do it is still have someone sit in a room full of people, not saying anything, but then articulate. Well, what do you think people are thinking? in this moment. It's the, what you think people are thinking. That's what keeps us really small. Mm. You know, we're writing scripts for other people. So that's keeping it like, we don't want it. We don't want to upset anyone. Mm-hmm. We don't want to insult anyone. You know, we don't want to make people think that, you know, we're full of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to another deep seated fear working through is, you know, I can think back to being in grade school where the idea of being called conceited was like the worst mm-hmm. thing I could have been called mm-hmm. at the age of 12, you know, conceited is another label that just keeps people. Yes small like there's a you know what's the difference between being conceited and being confident um so it's really just bringing that stuff to the surface you know these thoughts they they run kind of in the background of our minds over and over and over again but if you bring it to the surface and you normalize you know these are the this is what's keeping you small and keeping you in place then you can wrestle with it then you can work with it you can you can unpack it you can reframe what you want to carry with you and then drop what isn't what isn't serving you anymore so what is an inspiring story that you can share from your experiences? You've even seen like, you know, even whether you were backstage, but you've seen somebody who's had to do this actually work through it. And maybe what did you learn also from that experience? Mm, that's a good question. Let me run through the encyclopedia <laughs> experiences through my mind. It's, 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 it's subtle. It's a very slow burn. Just watching someone just, you almost feel them, their, their body moves a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, they just see more possibilities. It happens a lot. This actually happened with the discovery call that I had with one of my early clients. I asked her, what was her, what was her biggest media goal? If I had magic wand, mm-hmm. what, where would she want to appear? And she started, you know, kind of where she was at. Like, oh, I, I've been on City Line a few times. I, I'd love to become a more regular. Okay, that's great. That works. That that I, I, I can make that happen. Mm-hmm. But I also really love the social. You know, maybe I could get on the social as well. Yeah, sure, no problem. I have contacts there. I can get you on the social. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to co-host a show. And I know that the social has co-hosts. By the end of the conversation, she had plans for her own show. <laughs> like, having her own talk <laughs> yeah. show. 
But throughout this conversation, every level she went, I said, yeah, okay, that's no problem. I, I can, I can, I have those contacts. I can figure out how to make this happen. By the time we, this was two years ago. So by the time I got to, I want my own show, I said, I've never done that. But if you don't hold me to a deadline, let me figure that out and find the networks that I need to make this possible. Mm -hmm. And now we are currently shopping around a show pitch for her, her own show. It's her own show. That's so amazing. So it's really just, you know, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, this huge cinematic moment, but it's just what happens to someone when they start sharing their, their dream in its Mm -hmm. small current present format. Mm -hmm. If you just have one person saying, yep, that's possible. I totally see that happening. Even offering, yeah, I have a connection here. I can make that happen. Just that back and forth of just having someone else saying, this is possible for you, Mm -hmm. unlocks all kinds of magic. Wow. (laughs) So what's the first, I I just have to ask, I'm I'm going a little bit off script from the questions we had. I love off script. (laughs) What's the first thing that somebody has to do to know they have something that's worthy of a pitch? Mm. The first thing is, ask yourself, what do I want to say about this? Mm. That's it. The rest follows it from there. You know, I can work with people on, you know, timing things with the editorial calendar, tweaking something that fits, you know, a specific show, they have a specific Mm. format, but it has to start with their specific point of view. Mm. You have to be able to stand out. You know, you have a background in tech. There are thousands of tech experts there, but no one with your specific point of view. Mm your specific experience. So start with what do I want to say in this moment and have that be, you know, the, the, the Zenith, the, 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 the nucleus of, of yeah. the idea it has to come back to your originality, your specific thing. And also what you're being called to share in that moment. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why that idea is coming to you. Mm-hmm. It might take a bit of time to figure out what that specific idea is, but there's a reason why it has entered your brain. So hold on to it and know that it's coming to you personally it's not coming to someone else wow that's great so i'm gonna i'm gonna just now pivot a little to some you know other elements of your talents and skills around storytelling (laughs) and if you can share like what techniques do you use to identify and nurture those abilities like storytelling abilities in your clients Mm. The storytelling, it comes back still to empowering it within them. So letting them know that it's about silencing the inner, the inner critic. I call it the self-editor. So the person that that little voice inside your brain saying, no one's interested in this. No one, no one wants to hear this. It's, it's silencing that editor. Once you learn to silence that person or just put him in the backseat, like, thank you for showing up when I need someone to check over the copy edit and look for the typos. That's when I'll call you. So it's about getting people into creative flow and just knowing that the story lives within them. Mm -hmm. They just need to give permission or give themselves permission to let it come out, Mm -hmm. to let it play around and to let it be a little bit awkward too. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference between writing things out uh, on paper or, or typing things out um, when uh, on, uh, on a screen and just letting yourself talk. Mm-hmm. The words that you choose are different. The sentence structure is different and, and the, the pace is different. Mm-hmm. So when I created my signature speech, I didn't write it out first, like on a piece of paper. I was making dinner, <laughs> just kept telling the story over and over and over again until it came into a rhythm and cadence that I liked. Mm-hmm. Once it got to that stage, then I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. 
But so many people make the mistake that they sit down and they write it out first. Mm-hmm. The writing it out first, there's something about the the sentence structure of a, a sentence that's meant to be read. Mm-hmm. You've got these extra tools like punctuation and uh, you know, people have dashes, however they want to use it. There's just the, the sentences end up being more complicated for some reason, because they, mm. it's almost like, you know, that whoever's reading this, they're going to be able to go back and reread it again. Yes, yeah. But when you're talking, you know, that whoever's listening to you, the words are going in one ear and out the other. So you're just the, the, the thoughts are a little bit more free flowing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll get to your point, mm-hmm. but it's just, so those are the two things that I, yeah. I really work with people is just giving themselves permission to play around with the idea, let it be imperfect and don't write anything down until you know, you have something because writing it down, unless you're going to, unless you're going to do like a free form journal writing, just say it out loud, workshop, talk it out with people. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to get it. it My process is probably almost somewhat similar to yours. I do have a, I probably create the block, the framework. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after, like you, I'll be at the gym working out and the inspiration comes, right? Like I could be mm-hmm. listening to a random podcast and the, the, ta- the, the person that's speaking says something in a way that I'm like, oh, I like how they said that. And then mm-hmm. I like create it and then maybe some of those so I don't forget I'll write it down or this, any other. So, and it's very, very seldom. I like, I'm not, I like, I don't even know the last time I read a script from a, a speech from, mm-hmm. from, from a page, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah. It's, I agree with you, the free flow. And I think that those yeah. are what, when you think about some of the best speakers in the world, mm-hmm. there's a free you, flowness to their talk. You gave, you gave a, I mean, you gave so much great advice when you mentored the, the, pro, the course that I took, but the, the one that really, really helped me step into a bigger spotlight was this idea that if you are speaking in public, you're a public speaker. <laughs> I used to, I used to oh, like workshop, you know, especially if it was a video that I want to do for social media or writing the the signature speech, I would say these out loud while walking the dog in the park. But as soon as someone came across, came to me, I would stop. Like, yeah. no, no one can hear me. But I was like, hang on a second. And Catchy was like, if I speak in public, I'm a public speaker. This person is now my audience. So right. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Right. And I always say, they get have comfort. No idea. They have no context. Have no context. But, uh, and I always say, my <laughs> and back to your whole about embracing the discomfort and getting comfortable yes. with it. I always say that's so helpful because if you can say your talk in a space where you're not supposed to deliver it or wherever you need yes. to show up, whatever it is that you need to do, then guess what? When you actually get into the room where you are supposed to deliver it, the yeah. ease and the comfort comes yeah. a, lot, a little bit easier. There might be still some anxiety. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it just makes it so much easier. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's no big deal. <laughs> these little ticks and trips. I love that you remember that. Thank you. So, um, so again, how can, I have another question. How can individuals effectively build and maintain meaningful connections in media world mm. to create exciting opportunities for your career? Because one of the things I just heard, you know, you were like, oh, I know somebody at social. Oh, I know somebody at St. Lynn. I'm like, mm, I need to connect with Tara. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, I have an idea that I've been bubbling on. But yeah, so how, how does that, yeah. like, because most people are not so fortunate other than no. hire you, but... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Pitching media is, I think, one of the more the one of the more misunderstood social um, study or social graces that 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 we have. I think uh, being a producer, I was actually thinking about this this afternoon. Um, producers are pitched constantly, just all the time. Mm-hmm. 
the ironic thing is producers are also always looking for ideas. So they're open to this stuff. They're, they're looking for new content. So if you're going to be, if you, if you want to start pitching and creating media relationships, understand that they're looking for ideas. Mm -hmm. So show them what you have to offer. Show them that you are just this endless supply of creative ideas and thought leadership and information that they can use again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them that they need to book you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I, I just, I, I would just, that would always be the one thing that, that shut all my walls up, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was always receiving pitches I needed those extra filters to say no quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. And it was always that someone was just too assertive and they just told me, well, you need to book me, mm-hmm. but without anything else. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing all the men- mental labor, figuring out, well, why am I booking you? you? Yeah. What am I booking you for? Who, what are you going to talk about? Mm-hmm. How are you going to like, you're, you're making me do all the work. Actually I was on a dating app once and a gentleman that I was speaking to there, he pitched me in the dating app. Once you learn what I did for a living. And I was like, time and place guy. Like it's a hard no on both counts. <laughs> but he just we had that attitude of, well, you need to book me. Why? <laughs> Your subject matter is not subject matter that we cover. Like watch my show mm-hmm. and then come up with it. So I think that the biggest thing is to, A, don't be afraid to approach someone who works in media or to pitch someone cold, but understand that you are there to give them ideas. Mm-hmm. Show that you're someone that they can work with, that you're a creative collaborator. So that's what I work with too with, uh, with the group coaching is I'm training you to do your own pitches mm-hmm. because you need to be that creative collaborator for producers. If you're always going through someone, if you're always going through a PR agency, you're not separating yourself from that creative process. You actually do want to have that one-on-one creativity with a producer. If you can show up with multiple ideas, if you can show that you're flexible, if you can show up to an interview and say, I have no idea what you're going to ask me, but we're going to have a great conversation anyways. They know that you're going to be someone that they can come to again and again and again. So it's just understanding they're looking for ideas. You have amazing ideas. And that's what the relationship is. It's, it's the given for given and, and take. It's not forcing. It's not persuasion. It's not coercion. It's just, I have this to, uh, to offer you take it or leave it. If it's something close, here's how I can change it to what it is, what you, what you're looking for, but I just sh- demonstrate your creativity is the best way. I love it. And before so this is great. You're very, by the way, you have so much like the energy that you're exuding. I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I need this woman in my life. So um, before I get to rapid thrivers, I do have one more question for you and it's really around yeah. amplify your voice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I know that just having the experience I had with yourself and some of the other um, women in the group, um, it was transformational in a yeah. sense, right? And everyone would have really come at it from a very, very different angle based on their life journey. But what I want to understand is like, you're on that stage mm. and you have to deliver your talk. You deliver it. And I don't know where you, where you were in the, mm-hmm. in the, and then you find out you won. Like, what was that yeah. journey like? That was that was the icing on the cake. I honestly felt like I had won life, <laughs> wonderfulness in general, in telling that speech. Like bringing, like I can't, I can't underscore how uh, how deeply it was entrenched in me that I am behind the scenes. Mm. I spent decades watching other people say my words Mm -hmm. as if they're their own. And that was part of my job. I was paid. I was paid well to do that. I had a wonderful career doing that. But the act of telling a story, my story from my life and my experience in my words, but 
I was the one that said my own words. Like that was, I'm getting choked up right now. Mm-hmm. That was just big, remarkable. So I was already riding that high. Like to me, that was worth it and opened up a whole new area of possibilities. Like this is what it's like to to say my own Mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. I have great words and I got this, I got the joy of saying them. them. (laughs) It was just that. So, well, yeah. So hearing that, that one first place, I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) But I, uh, uh, the 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 reward of just saying my own speech and then being invited to share it again on another speaking uh, opportunity just oh that's that amazing. was isn't that isn't that the domino it. effect <laughs> yeah the domino effect of stepping out oh yeah yeah the domino effect of stepping out wow yeah. i love it yeah so rapid thrivers uh what mm-hmm. do you think of someone who inspires you who comes first to mind mm. Mm. <laughs> So there are, in terms of what I want to do with my business, uh, Martha Stewart and Oprah Winfrey have been the big inspirations, mainly because like my background is lifestyle. And those two women have built billion with a B dollar companies playing in the world of lifestyle. Like female driven content is often dismissed Mm -hmm. as well. It's cooking. It's decor. No one's going to care about it. They care about it in the billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And, Oprah and Martha saw both of those opportunities. Um, I'm now adding Kris Jenner to the list. (laughs) I accidentally watched the Kardashians. I meant to watch the bear, but the Kardashians came on instead. And yeah, I have not kept up with them. When they first came on the scenes, I'm like, this is not the kind of reality TV I'm into. But watching the Kardashians and Kris Jenner and how they manage their public mm-hmm. personas mm-hmm. and how they've monetized the brand and, and created value mm-hmm. in their lives and their families and everything that they represent. To me, that was fascinating. Yes. So those are, those are three women that I find inspiring because they saw a business opportunity in an area, a, a part of the pop culture that is often dismissed. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. seeing that opportunity mm-hmm. and saying, nope, this is, you're missing out. I see what this great opportunity is here. Y'all are missing out. I'm going to, you know, do what I can with this. And capitalize on And that, then, yeah. yeah and, and then walk away with all the money. And build, and build it even <laughs> bigger. I mean, Oprah was just, yeah. Anyway, Oprah is something else to be called. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think know. she's on the top of many, many people's lists. Yeah. But just in terms yeah. of where my headspace is at, in building a business based on, on my skills and, and kind of the, the opportunities that I see that, that a lot of people are, are either not presenting the right way or dismissing. That's who I see. And like, those are, those are my pace cars. I love it. What's Mm -hmm. a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? Mm. I journal every morning. Oh yeah. Every morning. A gratitude journal or just a basic journal? It's uh, so I start the day with uh, an intention journal. So mm-hmm. I visualize, you know, my goal right in, in the present tense mm-hmm. and then just really let myself explore what that looks like, what that looks like today mm-hmm. and connecting, you know, what my goal is with the actions that I'm doing today. And then that's where I kind of prioritize. Well, these are three things that I'm, I'm going to do in order to get me to the goal. Mm-hmm. And I make sure that I get those done before noon. That way, everything else that happens after that is bonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that. if I want to spend the afternoon taking the dog to the park that's my that's my choice Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day I record three wins so what are three things that I'm proud of that happened today Mm -hmm. so that way I'm whatever happens in the middle whatever happens in the middle of the sandwich 
I'm bookending my day with, I am on the right track. I'm doing exactly what I meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what my heart is calling me to do. Mm -hmm. I like that. We even, even in this week, um, which will evade when we publish this podcast, but uh, regardless, I, this week, um, a lot of talk around accomplishment achievement boards, right? Mm-hmm. That we don't often stop and take stock. Yeah. And even I love the fact that you're doing it in a single day. Like I, I write yeah. gratitudes at the end of the day. I should write at least an achievement, you know, yeah. and there is always yeah. one. And I think sometimes I think the biggest thing we have to do is really evaluate what we consider an achievement. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the three wins, like I don't have any rules of what comes to, what comes to me in that moment as a win. Sometimes a win is just, I thought differently about a situation mm-hmm. today, you know, mm-hmm. or I reacted something to something differently, mm-hmm. or I just, I took the time to, you know, I took the dog call, for, call for a long walk or, this afternoon yeah. and didn't stress of it. I didn't check my phone. Like just those things. Mm-hmm. In addition to, you know, I signed a new client and I did this and like, those are wins as well, mm-hmm. but just taking stock of how do I feel today? How, what was great about yeah. today? Yeah. Because so, and, and you know, especially in the, in the world of self improvement, a lot of times we we get hung up on what needs fixing, what's mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. broken or or flawed. Mm-hmm. But if you begin and end each day with no, this is fantastic. I am doing exactly what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens in the middle, it's just the middle. Yeah, it's just the it's, middle. you know, it's a sloppy sandwich. It's falling off. <laughs> <laughs> what's a book that's helped you with your thrive? Hmm. It's hard to narrow down one. The one that I quote the most is Big Magic by oh. Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. Yeah. I find it fascinating that she wrote that after uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. So Eat, Pray, Love, run, huge runaway success. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's given her a lifelong um, uh, wealth, but it's not her, that's not her genre. Yeah. She writes historical fiction. So I, I love how that's kind of the undertone of, of big magic of creativity doesn't, doesn't always behave the way you expect it to creativity and success don't always follow a specific pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her first chapter is all about fear. And she has uh, a section where she's written a, a letter to fear where she basically says, you know, I, I'm, creativity and I are going on a road trip fear. You're in the backseat. You're not touching the controls. You're not reading the map. You're coming along because you always do, but you're not allowed to make any decisions. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. She no, does a, but that's pretty good paraphrasing, man. Like, like, I read it a bunch of times. I was times. just going to say that's, not, that's, mass, that's, that's so awesome <laughs> paraphrasing. I'm like, I got to get yeah. that book. But in terms of, of dealing with fear, you know, a lot of times we feel like we have to face it or overcome it or come to, come to battle with it. But it's really about putting fear in its place because mm-hmm. your fear does a lot of good. You know, it's the reason why you cro- look both ways before crossing yeah. the street. Your yeah. fear is there to yeah. help you. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have, doesn't get to be this, the, yeah. the decision maker in yeah. every single thing you do. Yeah. And I like the way that sort of, I took it um, in terms of how you articulated that she wrote it, that you're standing in front of it. Yes. Yeah. It's not standing yeah. in front of you. It's that you're standing in yeah. front of it and you're doing it very intentionally saying that it's okay yeah. that you're around. Like you're even ex- saying it's okay. Hang. But, yeah. but I got a spot for you and you're not allowed yeah. to, yeah, there's certain thresholds that you're not allowed to cross. I love that. I love that. Very mm-hmm. powerful. What is an app that helps you with your thrive? Hmm. I'm in the process of deleting a bunch of apps. <laughs> I, I found, I was very addicted to uh, June's journey. Uh, June and I solved a lot of mysteries during the pandemic, okay. but I realized that that was uh, becoming a, a time suck. Okay. You know, I was okay. avoiding, I wasn't game. using 
I was, I love the work that I do. And I spend a lot of time concentrating on building the business and being creative and being of service creatively for other people. In my downtime though, for some reason, and I think it's because in the place that I used to live in, my office was in the living room. So there was no separate workspace. So work was always visible. So I was still using these games to, uh, hide to anesthetize my brain because work was always visible Mm -hmm. and then when I moved and now I have a separate office space I'm like no more games Mm -hmm. I need to I want not I need I want my downtime and free time to be enriching Mm -hmm. these games are not enriching Mm -hmm. I love the work that I do Mm -hmm. I want to take that love and apply it to hobbies Mm -hmm. (laughs) just doing fun things reading a book (laughs) yeah I get it I I like that I actually I like that. Very, um, very insightful. And what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you um, in your thrive? Stepping out. I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. I've done such a, I've done so much work <laughs> in trying to <laughs> not think about what other people think. I think a lot of people, uh, um, the misconception that I think a lot of people have is that it's, easy that it's effortless Mm -hmm. that I have just this this never-ending wealth of confidence Mm -hmm. I just have I just allow my creativity to flow I turn on a tap and I let it come out Mm -hmm. do I remember what I said 10 minutes ago no (laughs) I won't I won't know what I said in this interview until I hear it back um, that's different from having confidence, mm-hmm. you know, confidence that is something, or I guess a, a, like an easy or a natural confidence. It is something that I, that I, I work on, mm-hmm. you know, th- this, this exchange is the result of a lot of me- mental preparation mm-hmm. that go into just how I show up in interviews mm-hmm. in general, how mm-hmm. I show up and having conversations with people. Mm, that's good. I, ha- mm-hmm. I had that angle. I like that one. So where do we <laughs> find more of you online? Oh, the best place to find me is on Instagram. So at mm-hmm. McEwen Media, it's okay. M-C-E-W-E-N Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my website, mcewenmedia.ca. We've updated, I've got a brand new, beautiful uh, logo and font oh, and nice. colors and all this. We're leveling up on, on all the I love, love it. So I love it. Check and it out just for the beautiful logo. And we'll share all <laughs> the links in the web, in the, in the show Amazing. notes. Yeah. Thank you. So as a parting question. I'd love to know what does it mean to be to you to be empowered in my skin? Mm. Being empowered in my, in your skin is knowing who you are really connecting with who you are on your terms, what your story is. It's about silence. It's not, it's about not thinking about what other people are thinking about you, you know, knowing that you, that what you say and what you do has an impact on others but it doesn't influence where you're coming from. You are you are the the beginning point of everything that you share. You are the beginning point of everything that you share. Yes, I love that. That's another good. I That's a t-shirt. I, I thought I already had the the quote from like I think it was. I have to go back and look at my notes, but it was um, feel, deal, and heal, or <laughs> taking a space as being in service of people. Now you just drop one right at the very end. I might have to use that one as the episode. Time. Anyway, we're gonna bring it on. I'm a merch machine. I love <laughs> You are a great tour. That's it. Thank you so much. You made my job so easy. So Tara, thank you so much. Thank you honestly oh, thank for you. really just embracing taking up space, right? Because you um, were in service for me today. Um, very much so. There's so much about what you said that I connected with. And I know for sure the the hundreds of, of listeners that are, are listening to this are are feeling inspired already. And it's that domino effect from their, from their inspiration that's going to empower the masses. So oh, thank well, you thank for helping you. me. Thank you. Uh, 
hit yeah, my goal. And, and thank you for thank you for I was gonna say thank you for creating this space and for making it so easy to be here today. Thank you. I love that. I'll have to tell my team that too. So to everyone that's listening, this is sadly where I have to say, we're out. Bye bye. <laughs> You're not gonna say bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.